Oh, hey, and welcome to Mr. Benj's ADD Experience Live for October 27th, 2021. This is going to be kind of our horror edition. We've got Layla Havoc here, a horror artist extraordinaire, very interesting individual I had to have on for Halloween during the pandemic. It was like the only time I could do this. So I decided to put it together, make it happen, and get everybody into the vibe of what is known as horror art. It's a thing. Uh, there are there there have been horror in art for years now. You've had uh, gosh, Skinner, uh, the artist Skinner. Um, a lot of obviously films, you know, Wes Craven, Robert England, a lot of uh, big, big movies. A lot of that comes from the 80s, this whole horror thing that really popped off. But Layla's going to be here to tell us a lot about it. We're going to get into some of the ins and outs. And uh, she's going to school me on what a lot of this horror stuff means. And I do want to apologize very quickly for showing up had later than I expected to. Uh, somebody from the nether room called me and I had to take care of that right quick before we got started. What's up, Ad France Art? How are you doing? So while we're waiting on Layla to jump in, uh, I want to thank everybody as always for coming on these and uh, supporting the artists, supporting me and what I'm doing here, trying to give a voice to creators to get into some more in-depth discussions about the creative process, art, design, development, and really start understanding what we're doing in this new media landscape, how we can make things better, because as creators, we're the ones who are going to be creating a better vision for the world. If you were here last night, you heard us talking about Dune and the, the things that it's done for, for art, for cinema, for moving forward, and we're gonna keep on doing things like that. So if you or somebody you would like to have on, have a discussion with, if you know somebody, uh, in fact, I know you know somebody. So find that person who you know has something interesting to say and have them get in contact with me. Hey, it might even be you because you've got something to say and this is the place for it. And don't forget, we do this most nights of the week. And tonight though, we have a special awesome guest with lovely hair, by the way, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? I've been good. You know, enjoying uh, this Arizona weather. It's heat. Yeah. I want for it to go away because it doesn't feel like fall. <laughs> how, how is the, uh, how are the winters there? I know it's deadly during the summer because I've been out there once, but winters. Yeah, it's like the devil's armpit. Um, mm. Winter is kind of like... Uh, it's pretty good. I mean, it's like AC weather to where uh, we used to get, we could still go out to the pool. So like okay. even when it's December, we can go, we can go out. Um, but then when it starts to get like closer to the, like the third, um, to Christmas, uh, it gets a little bit nipply for us. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I, when I went out to New Hampshire, that was just like insane. It was too cold for me. <laughs> so snow and Everything doesn't go well with me. Oh, that's right. You spent some time up there. Definitely. I remember that. Um, mm -hmm. what, what's funny is uh, I went, I was in San Francisco for a couple of years and in San Francisco, in that area, it was, it just starts to really get cold right around Halloween time. 
So seeing like ghosts and goblins with, you know, North Face jackets on, hop, you know, running around. <laughs> I always thought that was kind of funny and cute. So love it. Have a look. All right. So I do have one question for you. I want to start this off with. Um, oh, please. I was going through your pictures and I hope I selected good ones um, <laughs> that worked for you. Um, I saw you in a head wrap that had candy corn on it. Yeah. Do, do you like candy corn? I actually do. Um, I'm a sugar bean. Uh, I'm what's my, my favorite, uh, cake is funfetti. Uh, my mom makes it every year for my birthday. So I'm definitely like frosting candy corn. I know there's people that think it's like, you know, gross, but it's candy corn and, you know, tradition in Halloween. No, that's why, that's why I, I stopped on the picture. I was like, oh my God, candy corn. I love that. So, all right. <laughs> there. Yeah. The, um. The only one I, I don't know how to deal with is the uh, the circus peanuts. I will agree with you on that. I don't like the taste of it. I, I it's like what's that phrase where it's like the old granny canning in her in her purse and shit. I'm not I'm not about that at all. <laughs> if styrofoam could go stale, that's what I think it would taste like. Exactly the accuracy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so so really quickly, um, once again, glad to have you on. So good seeing you again. Uh, I started this pretty much because I was so used to having conversations with artists and creatives. And then COVID happened, the whole pandemic got weird. And now it's like, okay, well, I started talking to people online personally. And then someone said, we should record this. And I was like, you know what? I've been doing a podcast a while. Let's do this thing. So yeah. definitely thank you for being on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So really quickly, give us a bit of uh, your origin story. Just a quick rundown where you kind of started from, um, what you've been doing and where you are now. Okay. Um, as you know, I'm Layla Havoc. Uh, I come from Arizona. Uh, I, I'll say that I, I'm, a, I'm a weird cookie. I definitely am. Um, I come, yeah, I come from Arizona. Uh, I, I would say my first person that uh, gave me a brush was my mom. Um, every Sunday when I was little, uh, me and my brother and my sister, my sister was a baby, but um, she would take us to Michael's and get these little treasure chests, um, little boxes, and we could paint whatever we wanted on it. And for some reason, paint and me just stuck. And it wasn't until uh, I got to junior high where I noticed that I was pretty good at art and art kind of stuck with me. And ever since then, it w became like my first love. So the treasure chests, mm -hmm. the treasure chests were around like what age, like a uh, second grade, third grade, eight, nine. I don't know. Uh, I want to say I was about seven. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I wish I had it, but she keeps all of my artwork. Any type of artwork, she will take. If I Love leave you. artwork at her apartment, she will literally like, it's mine. I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, uh, I want to say about seven. Okay. Uh, and carry on. I'm sorry. I just wanted to reference the time span between the treasure chest and then noticing like, hey, I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. Uh, when I went into junior high, I, I noticed that I was really good. Um, 
at art and I went into art class, I remember my favorite, um, um, excuse me, in high school, oh, my Bluetooth keeps on coming up. Um, I noticed it was in high school, sorry. Um, my favorite class, and I would always try to get it every uh, semester, was art. And my favorite teacher was Mr. Fields. Um, he really encouraged me to actually start selling in high school. Um, and I noticed that I was getting a little bit of followings with people would give me, hey, I'll give you $20 if you can make something, uh, if you can make a certain character or if you can um, make something completely creative. And that kind of drove me into uh, selling artwork and having a huge community of um, other artists to sell their artwork as well. And that kind of jumped off to First Fridays, where now um, that's gotten a little bit more bigger uh, with my audience who like my horror, with my anime, and with my randomness with cartoons and stuff. That that push into like pushing you from just kind of being a hobbyist, I guess, into thinking about selling. How did that happen with the uh, Mr. Fields, I think you said? Um, I, I always, I, I would say that, uh, I had a friend, her name was Stacy. Um, she was an artist as well. Um, and I remember her in, uh, me and her would always go to art festivals and my, all my family would go to like, um, the Tempe Arts Festival or First Fridays. And that's something I really wanted to get into. So I started it at my high school to kind of get like, um, uh, a run of it, the first trial. Mm-hmm. And I had all the artists that were really good at the at art classes that set up and we would actually sell really good. And all the proceeds would go to the art class for like paintbrushes and paints and stuff. So Mr. Mm-hmm. Gilt would get uh, all of that for us when we would sell. Um, but that's how it kind of started was me and her and my family always going to art festivals and stuff. Okay. Because that is uh, one thing I noticed when I met you, that I uh, saw you at an art booth in Long Beach, uh, Bixby Park. And usually I'm at my art booth and I'm kind of looking around like, okay, there's a break. I'm going to run and go see somebody's art over here. And I'm looking, okay, there's some plants over there. That guy's drawing fish. Okay, there's like an abstract spray painter. And oh my God. Who is that over there? There's, I see tentacles <laughs> on that canvas. Who in the world is that? So I had to come over and and meet you. And you weren't alone. That was the cool thing about it. Um, yep. You had your, your support crew there. Um, I believe it was your brother and sister and uh, maybe somebody else. Um, I think it was, uh, I had uh, probably, I think it was Sushi, um, one of my friends out there. Uh, who was also selling their artwork. I always try to get other people, other artists um, who either live with, uh, who live in Arizona or even in Cali to team up because that's kind of my goal is to have artists team up and sell with me. But yeah, during that time, I think it was just my sister and my brother and then Sushi, I believe. Yeah. So what gave you the drive to move all the, I mean, set up an operation out of Long Beach and out of Arizona. I don't see uh, just doing that. You know what I mean? I want to say um, determination to mm-hmm. 
wreak havoc in the artwork art world and yeah. go into Arizona, Las Vegas, uh, California, and see where I can actually just kind of venture off. I, I've yeah. been known as a, a person that's just kind of if I can do it, just do it. <laughs> so I don't. I, I remember there was one time this was pretty cool. Um, I had a move out of my apartment but the next day I had to go to California so we only had like all day to pack up all my stuff and then the next morning at 4 30 in the morning we had to go to Bigsby Park and sell all my artwork and stuff and that was actually pretty cool I mean we had no money at all but we actually made that uh success uh happen it was like a three-day art tour and when you're an artist which you are that struggles that hustle, that determination, you just want to like keep going as an artist. Yeah. And when you make it big, it's like, all right, cool. I could keep doing this. So that's what I would do with like, try to find other first Fridays, like in Las Vegas or in California or in New Hampshire, wherever I can get my hands on. That's a, that's pretty awesome. And it, so it's fun for you. I mean, I like that, that hustle. Um, I don't know if, some people don't enjoy it, but it seems like you do. Absolutely. Like without, you know, without hustle, who are you? Like for real. <laughs> what <through help? laughs> So explain your name, because you said you wreak havoc and I I love that that idea. Layla Havoc. That that rolls off the tongue. It's awesome. Um, I think it sums you up greatly. Where did that come from? Um well, I'm a fangirl of AFI, uh, the lead singer, Davey Havoc. Um, I was obsessed with in high school, completely obsessed with. Um, but then growing up, I did want to go back to my go back to my name, uh, Layla Taylor. That's my name. Um, but this didn't have the same ring to it. But I also loved with uh, Davey Havoc, he had a determination. Uh, as well as an artist um, where he wanted to make it big out in the LA uh, uh, area with his music and he never gave up. And there were so many times where he would give up and stuff like that, but always came back. And I love that determination. And now he's like, you know, uh, a great artist and that's what I wanted to be. And so Layla Havoc came from Davey Havoc. All right. So um, now are are you, when you say havoc, how do you, how, how do you wreak havoc? What's your, I'm, I'm going to get to a little bit of uh, your, your style here in a second, <laughs> but wreaking havoc, is that, is that something you've always done from your childhood, just coming in, doing your own thing? How does that wrap into you? So wreaking havoc means just letting your freak flag fly. So I noticed that, like, I'm half black, half Mexican. Um, I didn't fit anywhere. Like, even in my black community and even in my Mexican community, I wasn't really um, welcomed in full. So I wanted to start um, my own nation of where you just do whatever you love. I, I literally switched my style where I can be cute or it can be a horror and it's not like, you know, the same. And that's what, you know, wreaking havoc is, is like doing your own thing and loving it because not everyone's going to love this. It's, 
it's true. But everyone, you know, that doesn't, you know, uh, they're learning off of me that yeah. you can be this uh, chaotic and be this successful is what I'm trying to say is you can have your, um, you can have your uh, chaoticness and be successful at the same time, no matter who you look like or what you came from. Was there a, was there a moment where you stopped working, trying to, um, you stopped trying to fit in and you started trying to stand out that transition from, Hey, let me try to fit into, Hey, let me just stand out. Or was that all I would say my, the environment? Um, I, 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 I mean, I'm not, um, I'm very bold. <laughs> uh, everyone knows that, uh, when, when it comes to like, you know, my political side and, uh, my personal stuff, I would say, uh, my family kind of made it, uh, what made made it where that I was different and so when I noticed that I was like well fuck it I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want and be happy <laughs> and yeah so far it's worked yeah 29 years and just being like you know dope I I, I love it and you know I actually had a I don't want to say a falling out but I was working hard in school doing the computer thing and at some point it felt like, you know, I wanted to go into video games and do kind of an art computer thing. That was my direction. And, you know, the people around me were saying, you know, you got to go, uh, talk to the guys at Motorola, got to work with this pharmaceutical company. They need an IT person. And it was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I, I kind of realized that I'd been, I hadn't been exposing like no this is what really what i want to do i just kind of kept it to myself so when i ran up against a lot of the um you know people kind of pushing back on on what i've wanted to do i realized i had to like real you know um as diddy said you know if you're gonna go that way go the fuck that way so i really started doing the video game thing uh that's all i would talk to people about I got kicked out of my career center at uh, at school because, you know, they wanted me to talk about X, Y, and Z for these Fortune 500 companies, you know, which is fine. But while I would do that, people would start raising their hands and say, hey, what do you think about Nintendo's new system and this and that? And it was just throwing everything out of whack. So I, I, I know what you mean about coming in and kind of doing your thing. And I totally appreciate that. And uh, I definitely, um, sorry, Dave. Uh, go ahead. I, I love, I always go off with this, uh, phrase. Um, I want to say Michelangelo said it. I can't remember now <laughs> anymore. Um, in order to create, you must destroy. So even though you had a falling out, it, you, you were meant to have that in order to become the person that you are now. Like you have to have those L's in order to be successful. So what, you know, speaking of L's, um, if any, what have you had to, uh, overcome if you don't mind, uh, like some things that have put you where you are. A lot of people are afraid of like some of the struggles and some of the pushback, but we all have these stories if we're going to get anywhere. So, yeah. um, well, definitely I have lost a lot of friends, 
um, which I still dearly love and who I still respect and stuff like that. So I do um, miss those friends that have, uh, you know, have gone and all of that. Um, I would say uh, the pandemic definitely has put a, a damper into like me going to first Fridays and stuff and has kind of halted my artwork. And I know uh, with the mental health and stuff like that has uh, put me in a little bit of a deep depression, but it also has um, kind of shown me how strong I can be as well. So it's a love and hate relationship during this time. Um, but in this time I have like, you know, I've noticed that like in through my um, sadness and stuff like that, my artwork has become more powerful and stronger and I'm actually more faster with the things I do. And I've noticed that I'm more creative and stuff. Um, it's, it's definitely a, a balance, but you definitely have to have those um, down times in order to uh, come above it. Yeah. Isn't that, uh, I, yeah, it's weird how that works. There's that, the different sides of your emotions and your feelings. Um, I've kind of grown to, love isn't necessarily the right word. I've kind of grown to embrace all of them. Like um, mm -hmm. my angry side, my fearful side, my go get them side, you know, the side where I just want to wreak havoc and not give a fuck what anybody thinks, et cetera. All these different sides, I, I've kind of, gotten to the point where I've learned to embrace them and putting it in the art. I think that's very important. What you said, what you, what you express and how it comes across definitely, it, it definitely matters what you're, what you've embraced because you can't fake good art. It comes out of you no. and it's your essence, right? No, absolutely. And then the, your fans will, you know, uh, when you're a real person, your fans are real too. So they'll like tell you like, Hey, that's shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to be on it and you can't just like, you know, ball it all up or you, it, your art's going to like, you know, suffer. So you have to express that and, you know, grab a canvas, grab a sketchbook, use your face, something to get that out because that's part of art. I, th I definitely think so. And speaking of friends, I uh, do want to thank everybody who's coming through here. Uh, Porsche Boo, Elena Solis, Bill Dexhart, uh, Kainizi15, Warren Goku, Flacco Dan, Finn Upley, all, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good people coming through. And Ad Franco, uh, thank you also. And I'm, I didn't forget your comment there. Uh, yes, Dia de los Muertos is getting popular as well. So uh, right before you jumped on, I was just mentioning how Halloween used to be a kid's kind of thing at one point. And then slowly, I don't know how it is overseas, but at least in America, it's kind of been growing into more of an adult thing. You start seeing more of these college parties. Now there are big events mm. in New Orleans and downtown LA. So I don't know. What's a, is that a decent take on it? It's growing in the adult population too. I feel like society made Halloween into a kid thing. Like, I mean, we, I, we all are kids in a sense. You just grow up. Um, I, 
I mean, I'm I'm never gonna give random Halloween as you as you know. <laughs> oh, I know. That's 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 just never gonna be a thing. I believe Halloween is for everyone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I think this society puts these like you know um, stupid rules and cancellations and shit like that, to where it's like mm, no. And then I I think that's where you know where recapping. Do what you love. If you love like creepy shit, go for it. Stay with it. Who cares what everybody thinks? Like I I I truly believe that you know I am free, and everyone that's also doing their own thing is free, and the people that say no aren't. So why do you think that's it's so hard for people now? Is it the technology just changes? What? I think uh, it's it's I want to I do want to blame. I want to blame society, honestly, with where we, you know, we look at Instagram and stuff and we think like this is how we are supposed to be when reality that's that's a lie. (laughs) People that, you know portray that look every day they're also not free as well like you also have to have like you know um you also have to have like your own thing not everybody's the same and so i think where as artists where we come and you know uh do our own thing and and it's important for us to like you know show people especially people of color that you can be this free you can be this insane society having this like you know can uh cancel culture and you're supposed to be this way it's damaging to artists like us so i i I truly believe that you know um doing your artwork every day and coming to the table um is important well i i say like you know breaking the table but that's what you should do you have to do that so other people who aren't free can see that and be like, oh, I can do the same thing too. Especially uh, black boys and black girls. You can be this way. Right. So you're saying instead of trying to get a seat at the table, breaking the table, making your own table, that was you're getting at? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, there's some, uh, there's definitely some uh, black magic going on there. Pun intended. Um, <laughs> so with your art with what you do where does the horror angle come from because when uh i go through and view your page there's stuff on there that i don't see anywhere else where does this look this vibe this horror this cute sexy goth horror angle come from uh i would definitely blame it on my mexican side ah. <laughs> We love horror. We love scaring each other a lot. We were always engulfed into it. Um, even the stories with like La, uh, I can never pronounce it because my tongue, La and um, like Kukuis and stuff. I blame it on them. And uh, I, the whole, I, I never actually seen, you know, what it, when uh when I started getting into social media, I've been seeing a lot, but I never actually got to see um black girls being in goth. Yeah. So that's what I was like. Well, that's not true. It's not. Um, that can't be a thing. So I wanted to be, you know, something like that. Um, because I was I've always been a very creepy horror kid, and when I got told no, <laughs> that just rebelled in me to be like you know oh i'm gonna be really be 
horrific. And so yeah. going to like, you know, haunted houses and being a haunt uh, actor kind of like, I, I guess, revved it up a little bit more. And then it kind of gave me the permission to be the way I am. Who was telling you no? Anybody uh, like teachers or just anybody? Oh, anybody. Like my mom, I know uh, she, my mom is a pageant queen. Like she grew up being like this, you know, <laughs> pageants, and cheerleader yeah. and stuff. She wanted me to do that too. And I'm just like, mm, you got an art, you know, artsy fartsy type of uh, girl. So I, I always got told no. And then, you know, being black and being Mexican, you'd kind of, you kind of go into, um, not go into you are in society told no so my skin and my style is uh, a rebellion from that so I just go off with that and I think it was I think that's important you're good I think it was little yeah it was little Wayne he was talking about you know, being weird, being different. Um, I don't know if you remember when he first came out with like the auto tune and lollipop, you know, singing and it's like, why is he doing this? And he said something to the, in, in effect, he was saying, you can't be black and like half weird. You'll just get pushed off to the side. <laughs> you have to go in and do your thing and like, fuck it. And just really do it to the point where people go, no, nah, that's that dude right there. You know, so in the, it's funny how in the, at least in the black community, I know that you get these people who have been pressured into really doing their thing and they pop out like these diamonds, like, Hey, I'm this crazy dude that does this. I, you know, I do this. I don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks. And it just makes these very, um, unique personas, individuals, characters in our community. So I, does that make sense? Absolutely. We wouldn't have like, you know, Childish Gambino or Rico Nancy mm. uh, if they didn't like venture off and do something else. Like we wouldn't have that. We wouldn't have black animes. We wouldn't have any of that if every if um, people really stuck with like, oh, so they told me no, so I won't do it. We wouldn't have any of these. You and I wouldn't exist if we didn't have like Lil Wayne doing other stuff. That's what I mean with like, you know, artists, you know, uh, especially black artists. And they're like, hey, I'm weird. And I did this because it's giving us uh, permission uh, in a sense to like, hey, well, they did it. I could do it too. And especially no. in, the, in the black community, it, it's hard to get that. It, it's re it really is. And well, in the Mexican community as well, too. Yeah, it's... Um... I'm not sure exactly how to define it, but it's like they want to keep you safe and then they're insecure about their own abilities. So they're like, well, I can't let him do that because if he does it, then I get shown up and, you know, it makes me realize I can't do it. So there's this whole weird pressure that goes on. Um, but I actually kind of look for it once in a while now because now it's like, hey, if nobody is doing this thing that I can jump in there and do it. And, uh, I actually use Florida as an excuse because I'm out here in California. <laughs> yeah. And, and people will, will say like, what the fuck is he doing? He's doing something weird. And they're like, ah, nah, he's from Florida. Don't worry about that. It's was raised. It just kind of <laughs> goes over. Exactly. So you've got anime 
um, also in the mix. Uh, when did you start getting into anime? Oh, me and my brother Dante were always anime uh, anime fanatics. Um, is he, he older or younger than you are? Let me get that. I'm the oldest. Uh, Dante is 28. Um, and then we have Maya Papaya, who's the youngest. Okay. Carry on. So you're saying how you got into anime? Um, our first anime was from our uncles, um, from the Mexican side. They they introduced us to um, Dragon Ball D. My favorite anime is Hell Girl. Um, Hell Girl and Witchblade. Definitely love those animes. I love I loved animes like Studio Ghibli to where um, it was female portrayed, where it's the female lead, uh, because we don't get a lot of those. But definitely Dragon Ball D was our first. All right. Uh, I don't even know who Hell Girl is. Why don't I know that? Or maybe that's I do. That's a good series. Uh, it, what, it didn't last that long, but Hell Girl's a, um, someone that you can summon. So you can go onto the computer. Uh, she was like a, almost like a hell racer, uh, mm. where you can go onto the computer and you typed in um, Hell Girl and it came up uh, with this black screen and you type in the person that you wanted to um, murder in a sense. And she comes and collects them. She's like a Grim Reaper in the Japanese uh, world. And it's this little girl, little school girl outfit. And she comes and she kills you in a very creative way. I'm like, oh, I love it. <laughs> I think for me, um, let's see, there was, uh, speaking of women in, uh, in anime, um, Lady Death stuck out to me for some reason. Um, there was, uh, what was it? Um, the future one with, uh, they'd made the movie out of it. Oh gosh, I can't remember it now. Um, it was the girl who it was like it was a classic anime movie, and it had a uh, the one that they made into a movie, and they didn't like it because uh, Scarlett Johansson played oh uh Ghost in the Shell Ghost in the Shell Ghost in the Shell of course um yeah that one I was kind of like okay now we're hitting somewhere uh those two uh, stuck out to me when I was younger and I also ended up seeing a um. I think what got me put on early on was I remember my brother asking my mom, hey, mom, can we get this videotape? It's a cartoon I want. And my mom heard cartoon and she was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And it was heavy metal. Mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> my brother and me, you know, watched heavy metal and all this. And my mom didn't get freaked out. She was like, oh, that wasn't what I expected when you said cartoon, you know, and my mother was kind of a liberal. A lot of these ways she would like stand back with my dad and they're both over in the corner, kind of whispering to each other as we're watching this. So like looking at us saying, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, that was kind of, uh, that was some of my earlier I- introductions into anime and, um, yeah, isn't it crazy how it's kind of stuck and now it's becoming this more regular thing uh, i don't think it's crazy at all i knew it was gonna break somehow like again when like when they see again when people like you know really like i don't give a fuck anymore you get tired of like you know getting this facade like i didn't do that like bro like do what you love like anime's dope and like 
I hate it when people say like on uh uh like hey there's nothing to watch like bro have you seen anime like they there's so much creative stuff in anime to where like not even like Americans have even touched at yeah. all you go go to Netflix I'm pretty sure you'll find something that you'll love on Netflix like for real Netflix country role uh anime love all of them <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I actually am. I'm dropping actually Netflix for a little while. Netflix, HBO Max, and Hulu. I decided to drop for a while, but I'm keeping Funimation because I need go. I need to make it through One Piece and a couple others that I'll never make it through One Piece. By the way, I'll be. I was about to say you were really on One Piece. Oh, <laughs> I'm um three hundred seventy something. I think so. That's how many episodes I'm in. I'm sending you so much love right now on One Piece. Ooh, Lord. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, Inuyasha, those long sagas. Um, Naruto put me over the edge, by the way. Really get got into that. <laughs> I still got to finish Naruto. I do. Sadly. Yeah. Um, no spoilers, but where'd you leave off? Um... I am terrible to where, like, if I see another anime, I'll immediately watch it. Sure. Uh, I know I am super far back. I, I just restarted it because I'm like, I kind of don't remember. So I know I'm, I'm where uh, Broccoli. Um, oh, no, I want to say I'm farther. Ooh, I actually don't remember. I want to say it's where uh, they're finding in the tree. It's like literally the beginning. But I just restarted it right now. Okay. Yeah, tournament sessions that are uh, are definitely fun. All right. I want to say, you know, I want to say Rockley. Ah, I'm terrible. All right. We'll come back to it. Now, with the, uh, with, with the horror aspect and Halloween, how do you... The horror side of it is is so fascinating to me and I think a lot of other people. Uh, that it could be a year-round thing. What do you get from horror films and the whole genre that's not really expressed anywhere else? I mean, it's not just the the gore. It's not just the jump scares. There's a deeper layer to it than that. But I'm and I'm not quite sure I understand it. But I I think I sense it. What is that? Um. I was just discussing this with um, my brother the other day. Uh, even in the movies like uh, that aren't horror related, uh, this one, Ghost. Okay. Have you seen? Have you seen, have you seen that one with like Patrick Swayze was in Demi Moore? Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh. You don't get that feel. Even in that movie, it's not. It's not a horror one. But even in those movies, um, you don't get that feeling of um realness i guess or even that the atmosphere the aesthetically slow burn that um it had and i think that's what we're missing with like horror these days like you have your typical jump scare you have like um you know really just like gotcha horror films where it's just like, all right, cool. I've seen it so many times and we lost that feel in horror uh, where, you know, as in The Exorcist or Rosemary's Baby, where 
it had a, a really good steady uh, build and it kept mm-hmm. you like engaged in a lot of horror movies uh, back in the day where it was just rich and that's how they um, still are great to this day. But now horror films, you know, it's a hit and miss, um, sadly. Um, which I'm hoping it will, you know, come come a little bit alive. Um, I know Candyman sucked. I didn't like it. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't seen it. Oh, no. <laughs> it just it's it's a little bit of a letdown right now. I okay. I believe horror. Um, I I believe in horror shorts where you know people that put in the work into their horror. That's that's where it's going. Horror shorts are really uh, are bringing back that feel uh, where like, am I really alone? I don't know. Like like you just feel scared in a sense. Um, that's where I feel like horror is coming. Uh, horror that used to like really brave you back. So a certain amount, a certain amount of uh, discomfort. Yes, comfort. Yeah, I don't know exactly what it is, but when I'm watching a horror film, I am looking for that that tension, that discomfort. Um, if it's just gore or just being weird, then I, I think they've missed something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I definitely believe it. Um I I, I you could tell that I'm just disappointed in all this horror. <laughs> um it's it's a lot of just gotcha type of things where it's a lot of jump scares and they kind of miss the point um, where I'm kind of just like, I go back to just watching the original horrors because that's where home is, to be honest. I'm missing the home of it where I don't feel safe. Like, oh, can I turn on this light? Or, you know, am, am I really alone? Or am I really this and that? Uh, you don't get that with horror these days. You get like, oh, okay, watch, um, uh, watch cheesy horror movies. That's basically what you know, uh, horror is nowadays. So, what are something? So, what are some that people might have missed that are that are good ones? Because when you say like classic, obviously The Exorcist comes up, um, The Thing comes up sometimes. Uh, that's one I I point people to. Uh, are there any that actually? The thing is. If, uh, did you know the thing uh, the history and the thing was um, nobody liked it when it first came out right even yeah it had a big budget and everything but still they nobody liked it and now we like praise it which is kind of funny yeah um, but definitely the thing I would say uh, I consider it a horror I do um, The Cell with Jennifer Lopez mm, okay I remember that that one was really dope, and the artistry in that is insane that you don't get to see nowadays. And I, I wish we can go back to that where, you know, who, like who, uh, who, who, who can create something like that with like going into the killer's mind and seeing the fucked up things that he used to do, and the, even the the makeup in that is incredibly done and beautiful. And the artistry is insane in that movie, but I would say the cell. That had the great horror movie. That had the splitting horse, right? Yes. Or is that something else? Okay, that was the cell. Yes, it yeah. is. 
I, I consider it a horror. I do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the cell. Anything else? Um. So I would say the people under the stairs. Hmm. Okay. I like that one. I feel like you've got so many that you're just like, oh, what do I pick? Oh, I have, I have so many. Even uh, the ones that I know people are, you, you kind of have to stomach it. Uh, Cannibal Holocaust. That's a new one for me. Yeah. Yes. So that one was banned from a lot of countries because a lot of, uh, and it was investigated by FBI because the director um, went a lot too far in the film to where he, uh, a lot of the um, people suspected that the actors were actually killed off in that movie. Um, so you can actually catch it on Shutter, and it's it's definitely um, a horror movie that's like you have to be a true horror fanatic, and even if you're a true horror fanatic, it will probably rub you the wrong way. But that's definitely a, an older horror movie that you're not really going to see anywhere or people to recommend it because it was just so terrible and horrific. Oh, okay. I'll, uh, oh. Shudder's the, uh, the streaming service, right? For all horror. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty incredible when I heard about that. I was like, oh, well, streaming service dedicated to horror. This is incredible. I fell in love with it and it's like cheap. It's like, I think five bucks or whatever. And you can see new horror and podcast and, um, old horror as well. And uh, actually, um, stuff that nobody's ever seen before that will also be in there too. I absolutely love Shudder. Is there a, um, so with horror, is there, when when do you is, is there an age appropriate time to start getting into the the horror i don't know uh how even to present horror to to people um it's not really something i do but i always carry like am i scaring people am i too over the top for the young kids i don't i don't know um i don't even know how to ask the question that i'm trying to form in my head but um <laughs> I don't know if you could just speak on horror being appropriate in all places or not. I don't know. I feel like I'm the, uh, I'm the wrong one to ask this. <laughs> uh, as you know, I had my son in, uh, was born September the 1st. Congratulations. And thank you. And, uh, he immediately was in a pumpkin onesie. So, um, start him off young. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. I I don't think there is like an age at all. I feel like horror again. Horror and Halloween is just for everybody. Um, I mean, I put my son. I don't know if you've seen that um movie that A twenty four came out. I think either two years ago. I'm probably off on the time. Uh, Midsummer. He was. I put him as the bear and the the next to the temple and stuff and i know a lot of people a lot of moms freaked out about that because mm -hmm. the mayor actually burns alive into the temple thing but i was like oh my god look how cute he is yeah horror is for everybody and i'm a horror mom so 
it really depends on, you know, what you feel. I think the the context of it is like you were saying with the Mexican roots. Um, I was born in New Orleans and this, I don't want to say comfort with death, but it, once again, I'll use the term embracing, embracing the fact that death and these uncomfortable things are part of life. Once you start to embrace that, you can, you can have more art, more creativity around it. That's, that's, that's appropriate. And I remember when I was younger, me and my brother ended up taking a trip to, to England. We ended up in a, in a, a hotel lobby with a bunch of other kids and people running around and they were like, all right, kids stay in this lobby area over here, this waiting room. There's a TV, watch stuff on the TV, shut the hell up. We're adults. We're going to go talk about stuff. So we're all kids and we're all just playing and talking in this, this, uh, waiting room, right? The hotel. I turned the TV to something. I forgot what it was. It wasn't even necessarily horror, but, but I turned it to something and my brother said, Hey, that's cool. Let's watch this. And we sit down and the rest of these English kids were freaked the hell out. And me and my brother were just sitting there, you know, as I said, being from New Orleans, we're kind of like, what? We got a skeleton or was it? Who, what, what are you kidding me? And then somebody ran in and was, oh my gosh, let's turn this off. And we didn't get in trouble, but my, my mom kind of shuffled us away. It's like, all right, they're going to come bother us now. You know, just come over here. I'll buy you some orange juice. And that moment stuck with me because it's like they had been sh sheltered from it. And they were, it, it was just weird to me, that whole situation. <laughs> But yeah, now I look back on it and, and I'm like, you gotta, you gotta em start embracing these other sides of life, even if you don't want to talk about it, right? You pop their horror cherry in this minute. <laughs> <laughs> A whole room full of them. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love, not gonna lie, I love showing people like, you know, stuff that they haven't seen um, and stuff, especially young kids where they're like, oh my God, what's this? Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's an achievement. I felt like it's a goal. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Has there ever been anything that you, that you remember that you stopped and said, holy shit, that's too much. I need to take a step away from this or walked out of the theater oh. or something like that. Oh, oh, so many. Uh, <laughs> I remember, I remember this one. Uh, oh, uh, it was me and my best friend, Ayana. Um, we went to, that's probably who was at the um, park, uh, who was helping me at the park. Um, I remember that we were going to another art show and we couldn't find a place to stay in California. Um, and we uh, stayed at one of her friends that she kind of knew. Um, they met through like uh, a show or something like that. And they said that we can stay at their really nice house. And I didn't know them and, and stuff, but I'm very, uh, very, I talk about anything. But anyway, we started talking about um, just random things. And I brought up uh, a film. And I love bringing up certain facts about films and stuff. Um, but this particular film, I wish I didn't bring it up. Um, 
because again, not all not a lot of people are horror fanatics, uh, or just like horror in general. Um, this film was the I don't know if you heard about it. It was also banned in many uh, countries as well. Uh, this Sarabian film. Um, the, I want to say it's the Sarabian film. I'm probably saying it wrong. Um, but I talked about a certain prop that um, got auctioned off on eBay that was selling for, I believe, $65,000 or something like that. And um, I won't say what the prop was because it kind of is terrible, but no, I can't. I kind of have to. Um, yeah. The prop was a newborn and stuff. In the film, they did stuff to the newborn baby um, that wasn't really that great. But it got sold off. Um, and I'm like, why would somebody want that horrible thing? And I remember both of the couples just looking at me like, like, why do you know this and stuff? I'm like, but I remember the next day, like my friend tried to like, you know, oh, she's really cool and stuff. She's just kind of weird. <laughs> um, and it was just, I, that, that kind of brought me to where I'm like, I kind of have to like read the room, Layla. Like you can't say just like random stuff like that. Yeah, to like people that know you, but not to people that actually don't know you. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm horrible at reading the room. Yeah, I you, you either it's kind of like you either take it or love it type of thing. I just I love horror fact, and that was one of them. Like, why would you want that? And yeah. why would you pay so much for that? <laughs> I was just astounded by that. So, um, so I want to know where your creativity is going now. I saw your picture on Instagram with the with uh you were painting and you had the baby in your arm but you were painting with the other hand i love that image that is great uh made me want to get up and start painting where <laughs> where are you at with your uh your creativity now you said that you know you want to put your experiences your your emotions your your feelings into your art what are you feeling now where are you going um and you don't have to know either. well yeah yeah uh, to be honest, I've become more determined, especially with, uh, you know, having my son, I didn't feel like even saying that it's like weird to me because I, I never thought I would be a person to have a kid. Um, but ever since I've had him, I have become more detailed with my work and more like determined to kind of like push myself into trying new things and to like seeing what um stuff I can get into and really explore uh I would say my like jazz piece I would say is one of them is an example of like um like going into uh New Orleans culture and learning about that and I I didn't think that could you know I could put my artwork in um be so free-flowing and having a different type of style to it and I'm like well I could do that that's crazy and I owe it all to my son um and I feel like before I was kind of like um putting these stops with myself um into where I'm like oh well I can only do anime or all I can only do cartoons and that's not true I 
I can actually do a lot of other stuff and going to my, you know, my Mexican cultures to where I can do a uh, cool, I'll show you this really cool uh, um, Day of the Dead piece that I'm doing um, into actually venturing out and doing stuff like that. And I think that's important with your artwork is to see what else that you can do because holy shit, you, you can do anything if you actually like just try it. And I pride myself into that. What, uh, what holds people back? Um, fearing that they're going to fail in that style. Like I felt like in oil painting that I would fail because I, um, because I, I didn't understand it or I, I didn't know how to move it well, but I actually do what I actually can, um, if I actually try and it's, it's just trying it out, trying new things. Like this cool artwork. I didn't think I could do faces. And I'm yeah, doing, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing all the jokers. Um and uh all the different Batmans and stuff in this last supper piece, which I'm really proud of. <laughs> um me and my son are doing it. Nice. But it's just trying out different things. And if you fail, cool. Do it again. <laughs> That's that's the cool part of it is, is that you can try again. I think a lot of people get caught up in once they do something, they've done that and it looks bad or, you know, it, it's going to kind of be there forever. But yeah, I don't know what happened to me or what point it was at, but I started realizing and I got this from Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol's when it when he actually said it and cemented it in my head, but it was getting to the point where like, if you wear something and somebody says, well, that's stupid, you know, you look crazy today. And the next day you wear something that's more put together and they're like, Hey, I like what you wear. Or they don't say anything at all. It's kind of like you just keep going and everybody forgets about whatever little weird thing happened. And even if they do remember, it kind of makes you uh, appear better because it's like, yeah, you remember that one time Kanye West wore that crazy blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That just makes his current story even better, right? Because he had that one crazy story where he was talking about making leather track suits that people could run in. And you're like, dude, <laughs> I get the fashion side, but that's kind of wild, right? Exactly. But like, again, nobody's perfect. So if like you have those, like those little, like, Hey, that doesn't make sense. Or, at least you tried it. Yeah. You have to have those a part of you. That's what makes you, you, <laughs> you know what? Um, the embracing of fear, I think is, is something that kind of gets me amped up sometimes. And I, I, I felt a similar feeling when I'm watching, you know, a good horror movie where that unsettling, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't understand what's going on. I know it's a movie or whatever, and it can't really hurt me, but it's hurting me right now because I'm on my couch feeling weird. Um, somehow that's eerily similar to like when I'm doing something for the first time or showing a bunch of people my art and I'm like, holy shit, 
I don't know what's going to happen. This is really weird. Um, you know, I don't know my, I'm going to lose Instagram followers again. So I, I think I've never made that connection of being into horror and liking that excitement of fear to actually being in the, in the creative zone and kind of embracing that fear. Are, are those kind of similar to you or how did that sound? I don't know if I'm sounding crazy or not. No, that definitely makes sense. Um, I like Kevin Smith uh, hosted AMC one time Fear Fest and it's always kept, it's always kept with me. Uh, he, he's a director that made Clerks. Yes. Um, he said, fear makes you feel alive. And mm. I always loved that. I always kept that with me. I'm like, oh, that's so true. And when you're watching a horror movie, like, yeah, you're fearful, but you're like, I want to know. <laughs> like you, you don't want to, like, you know, stop it or whatever like that. You have to know or else, like, you know, you, you're left with this, like, what happened feeling? Or what's going to happen? Or I will never know. So, I, yes, when you put those two together, it makes sense. Absolutely. Hmm. I, you know what? You've convinced me. I think I may, uh, I may watch a little more horror. I wasn't planning on doing it this year, but it's almost Halloween. <laughs> I might as well get into the spirit. Um, I've got my cloak here today. This is the most I get dressed up, but I've got my cloak here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Um, th this is, this has been awesome. Um, so you told us uh, where your creativity is going. You've got new ideas coming out. Um, we're moving out of the pandemic. So, well, kind of, but we're embracing it. And you're making new things for the next generation of your art. And I'm, I'm so here to see it. Uh, so glad to have talked to you. Um, is there anything that, that you want to leave people with or anything else you want to say about creativity and putting your work out there um yeah uh just do the damn thing bro whatever you love do it and i go i always go off of this quote too from the great debaters um do what you have to do so you can do what you want to do so if you have to go through you know bullshit just remember what the goal is is it's you <laughs> because nobody else is going to do it. So why not you? Um, but yeah, like, and always, always support your uh, art community because shit, nobody else has our back and all we have is each other. So please always go and go to those art fairs. Always share your artists, um, your favorite artist's work by, um, from, you know, Etsy from Instagram, always support the art community because without art, you wouldn't have horror and both go hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> I told, I totally agree. Well, that's awesome. So, um, I, I think that, I think that about wraps it up. Um, an hour and a couple is good here. I know you've got things to do and get back to. Um, I want to be respectful of everyone's time. So how do people find you? Um, well, you can reach me at Layla Ravik 
uh, here on Instagram. Uh, I do have uh, my Facebook account. Uh, art page is uh, I am Havoc. Sorry, I have mommy brain. Uh, <laughs> and I also have my website, uh, www.wearehavoc.com or www.laylahavoc.com. You can reach me there as well. Excellent. Excellent. Um, oh, the one little note that I uh, forgot to mention. I was about to, when, I, when we first met, um, I said to myself, okay, well, that's, that's a weird girl. I know I'm going to have to talk to her. But then I saw you had the mushroom tattoo and I was like, okay, there, <laughs> I was like, there it goes. I've gotten in. We can talk now and make sense. So uh, <laughs> thank you for having that one tattoo that I could be like, okay, I can, uh, I can relate. We can talk about stuff. Oh, absolutely. I know I have <laughs> Mario. Mario, Super Mario, uh, Nintendo 64. That was my first game. So shout out to Dante. That was our our game back in the day. And I love it. I do. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Well, once again, uh, thank you. And thank everybody who, who listened today. Um, I do this a couple nights, most nights. Nowadays, this is kind of one of my creative outlets now. So I don't become a complete hermit. So I just want to thank you once again, Layla. It's great having you on. I hope you have a good one. Thank you. Thank you, you too. Thank you for having me. All right. <laughs> Bye now. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining me on this podcast. You all make everything I do possible, and I really do appreciate it. So even if you've got me on social, please visit mrbinja.com and see what's happening and how deep the rabbit hole goes. All right. I'll see you next time. Peace.